Before we get started in this week's episode of Champions Advantage, we want to bring you the schedule for the Turnbuckle Topics Network. Yesterday, it is Top of the Rope Wrestling with at Kuda underscore Junior, and you get to hear his take on Dave Meltzer saying this is the You Deserve It era for champions. Today, of course, is Champions Advantage with rebooking... That's us. That is us. Way to fucking cut me off there, pal. I'm trying to be professional. With rebooking the Nexus Part 1, the Stiff 16 of the Mean Guy Classic, and all the latest news in the pro wrestling world. Wednesday, tomorrow, or the 23rd, depending on when you're listening, this is a podcast. You don't have to be listening live, pal. It is the Bearded Impact Podcast with at... Old School Pants, that's S-K-E-W-L-P-A-N-T-Z, with Chris Panero, and he gives you his Rebellion previews and predictions for the latest Impact Wrestling pay-per-view. And then, with at TT underscore for you and at Lins Be Honest, it is the rundown where you get to hear all about the WrestleMania weekend experiences. So stay tuned, gotta have a hell of a show coming up for you, and let's fucking get it. So what influenced this choice for, for the intro music this week? We're making changes, brother. Yeah? We're making we are, changes. We are making changes. I, I expected the Nexus theme, I'm not going to lie, but you know, I guess it makes sense. Gotta surprise you once in a while. Yeah, you throw the curveball. It is probably a top 10 rap song ever written. No, yeah, absolutely. This is, I, not, this is, not, a, this is not a rap playlist or I'm, podcast. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it at all. I just wasn't expecting it. It yeah. was, you know, it was a little curve-ski. Pac's the greatest. Um... Yeah, what's going on? It's a great day. Celtics Celtics have a uh, sweep. We're getting ready to probably play the Milwaukee Bucks. By the time this actually airs, it probably will be the Milwaukee Bucks because they play on Monday. Uh, Sixers got a big game tonight. How are you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah? That's good. So that's, that's enough about them. Uh, got a good show for you this week. Um, we will be going over the news. Quite a, quite a little bit of news this, this week. Very weird news. Yeah, some interesting news. Um, we got the Superstar Shake-Up. A certain name change that everyone probably knows about by now. I mean, they could have um, changed it again, and everybody knows we recorded on Sundays. Well, technically, it's Monday. Technically. It is Monday. Um, we got a brother versus brother feud on the horizon. Uh, double or nothing coming up. And Cody and Dustin, too. Nah. Take your cane at SummerSlam, brother. Well, in the Lucia Brothers and the Young Bucks. Uh, I said at double or nothing, so take her and Kane at SummerSlam doesn't really make sense. But I, You could have went with the Lucha Brothers and Young Bucks and been clever. Kind of blew, I kind of blew my load there a little early. Yeah, hashtag not sponsored. Yeah. Um, CM Punk might have made a sneaky return to wrestling, or maybe he didn't. I really don't know. I don't think we'll ever know. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that and give our opinions on if we do think so. And then... Velcro title belts. A lot of people bitching about them. We'll give our take on it. And then, of course, the main event and the Mean Guy Classic all coming up right after this word from our great sponsor. So kicking off the news, of course, last week, as everyone knows, it was the Superstar Shakeup. So let's go over. First, we'll start with the people that went to Raw. I'll give you the list. You just kind of give me your thoughts. I mean, we could kind of knock out something else talking about this right now, too. Yeah, we could, but I feel like that's kind of a separate entity. You're right. So let's just let's go with the moves first, and we'll we'll backtrack to I know exactly what you're talking about the the name. So these are the, these are the superstars that are moving to Raw: The Miz, Andrade, Ricochet, Aleister Black, The Viking Experience, Rey Mysterio, hint, hint. The Usos, Naomi, Zelina Vega, Eric Young, EC3, Cedric Alexander. Lars Sullivan would end up moving again in the shakeup, which was an odd move, but we'll get into that. Yeah, I never expected him to be on SmackDown. Lacey Evans and AJ Styles. So, it's out of the, Joe. well, that's not official yet. It is. They tweeted it. No, I'm I'm literally on the WWE.com oh, article. It's not. Okay. I mean, it's gonna happen. Yeah, but it's not official yet. Okay. Um, so yeah, out of those 15 confirmed names, uh, who are you excited about? Who doesn't matter? What do you What are you thinking here? I see AJ Styles. Let's go over there now. Do yeah, some, some, some fresh mashups. I think him and Rollins will be fun when they eventually get to that. That they haven't really they haven't really had a lot of interaction because they've, they've always been in separate brands. So yeah. I'm looking forward to see Rollins and AJ tear it up. That'd be a good feud. Um, think about it. now we can get Ricochet versus Rey Mysterio. That's an exciting possibility. That Mayan blood. Yeah. Oh God, I forgot. A, good old corny there. I forgot about that. That's a good call. Um, 
So Rock, Rock got Rock got two good tag teams in the Raiders that formerly were of War and the Usos. Um, Andrade, he, he gets a. I think he needed this fresh start. So he did. Be, I think. I think they they do have big plans for him. Yeah, I, if, I think if, so if he's on Raw, they have big plans for him. I think so too. And at this point, it's the Mrs. Gimmick to move. And every they have time the best tag team in the world. Well, that's debatable, but they have one of the best tag teams in the world. I mean, probably two of the best tag teams in the world. But, yeah, they have two. Yeah, yeah, easily. Yeah, for my, sure. in my opinion, they have the best tag team in the world. That's you know, it's not. That's not. I personally disagree, but that's not. I mean, too definitely big of a top three. Right? Oh yeah, no doubt. I mean, you can't, you can't argue that. Top three is probably Lucha Brothers, uh, Bucks, <coughs> the Bucks and the, the Usos. Usos. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be able to dispute that. Yeah. So and and uh, Enzo and Kaz as well. Kaz XL. I, I don't even know how to say it. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, yeah. we got. I'm glad you brought that up because we got to talk about them in the news, too. So I'm glad. Thank you for bringing that up accidentally. This is what I do. Um, so they kept the married couples, Aleister Black and Zelina and uh, Uso and Naomi together. But Charlotte and Andrade, they're only dating, so I guess they get fucked. Yeah. No, they're not going to get fucked. Oh, yeah, that's true. They, they might. They might. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, ha, 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 ha. So what do you think about Eric Young randomly ending up on Raw? And do you realize that there are seven former, once Joe's official, because Joe's not official yet, once Joe's official, there will be seven former Impact World Champions that moved over to Raw in the shakeup. Can I try to name them? Yeah, go ahead. Go for it. Joe? Yeah. Lashley? Yeah, well, no, just in the shakeup. Or, La- or was it seven? To- I might have it's been seven. seven on Raw. That's right. Yeah, so Lashley. Joe, Lashley, Rude. Yeah. Uh, Styles? Yep. McIntyre. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was it was total. You're right. Good call. Uh, I think I'm missing an obvious one. You're missing two two. The rest of them came over in the shakeout. The Miz. No, just kidding. But uh, who am I missing? Eric Young and EC3. Oh, Eric Young. Oh yeah, the fucking DDT man himself and Eric Young. So my question for you. Is obviously they'll net well they'll never like do an angle where impact invades. But would you like to see these seven men like form an alliance and like they don't mention impact at all? But like everyone kind of everyone who knows knows and like they're kind of like. I mean, that wouldn't surprise me at this point. A majority of them are underutilized, so I think it'd be like what else will Eric Young and Easy? When's the last time we got a good faction? I mean, undisputed. Are we talking main roster? Main roster. Main roster. Ah. The fucking authority. I mean the shield. The shield. Yeah, okay, fair enough. But. Say say what you will. I enjoyed I enjoyed Braun Ziggler and, and McIntyre just because they all did the Braun pose. <laughs> that's that's the only reason that. But no, I mean, I would like it. I wouldn't like come out right off the bat with it. No, you can't. You can't like. But obviously, like, if AJ they worked Styles up, if they worked up to it, to do first. If they worked up to it, I would be okay with it. Do you like how uh, EC3's real name is Michael Hunter Hutter? Hello, Hunter. Yeah. But uh. I don't give a shit. He doesn't. He doesn't impress me at all. So, what he'd do you, be if I was if I had the opportunity, I'd send him to the original the original season of NXT. So, well, he wasn't. Well, he, was, he, he was. He was on, on the original there. NXT. He um, was, but uh, yeah, he's not. What do you feel about Cedric Alexander getting the call up? Good for them. Do you, so, do you, do you kind of think that at this point, two hundred five live is like a mini NXT where like you're not there forever. You kind of do your stint and then you get called up. If no, there's going to be guys that are going to be there forever. Well, obviously, but, but think, there's going to be guys that are going to be think, in NXT forever. Yeah, I think so, Cedric. I think Cedric and Buddy. We'll get the Buddy buckets later. Transcend two hundred five live. That's a big blow for that show, though. They lost. It is. They lost it all is, Ali. But th- that show's in good hands. They lost all of They lost Buddy buckets and they lost. Uh, that show's in good hands. Cedric. Tony Nese. Tony Nese, yeah, and Gulak will keep Gulak, rolling. Yeah. That show, that show, will, it won't get any worse. Mike it, Bennett still underrated. Yeah. I won't. That show won't get any worse. Not saying it's bad because it's not. It's the best weekly wrestling show on television. Figure Kushida will probably do a stint there eventually. Yeah, but that show will last. It's not going to hurt it in any way if that makes any sense. So any other any other thoughts on the Raw moves before we move on to SmackDown? Uh, I have a lot of thoughts on SmackDown moves, but well, we're we're going to get there then. All right, so officially to SmackDown. Finn Balor, Ember Moon, Bailey, Kyrie Sane, Lars Sullivan, Buddy Murphy, Elias, Roman Reigns, Liv Morgan, Chad Gable, Apollo Crews, Mickey James, Heavy Machinery. Well, it's apparent who they want the A show to be. Yeah. Smackdown Smackdown's women's division is like very stacked now. 
And Raw's tag division is very stagnant. And it was the opposite, kind of. Yeah. So they kind of flipped the script on that one. So that's kind of, it'll shake things up. Raw's tag division is very good now. Revival and Usos, yes, please. Yes, please. Forever. Yeah. Just, Revival, Usos, and fucking War Machine. Yeah. Oh, okay, never mind. We'll get there later. Yeah, we'll get but, there. But, uh... Well, we're get, trust me, we're getting there. But... But uh, I think SmackDown really, really won. Not that there's a competition, but I mean, I think Elias will do real well on SmackDown. I mean, Roman can really do a lot of good things there. Roman needed the shakeup. He, he, he did. He faced about, I mean, the novelty of him. I don't want to call it a novelty, but like, people weren't going to boo a man coming back from cancer. No. And that, that kind of, he start, if you've been listening the last couple weeks, he's starting to get booze. Yeah. So a fresh change of scenery, some new think, opponents. I tweeted this when it happened. I kind of figured that might happen anyway. Yeah, I, but, knew, I knew it was going to uh, probably happen. He could do a lot like what Batista did in 2010. But serious question. I don't, I don't dislike Roman Reigns like a lot of people do. But do you think the stigma of just being Roman Reigns is like impossible to wear off at this point? And there's always just going to be those people that boo him? I think he can do it on SmackDown more likely than Raw. That's interesting. Elaborate. Well, there's an extra hour of Raw, and they, instead of putting new things on, they just elongate the segments of their top guys. Well, there is a rumor that once SmackDown heads to Fox, it might be three hours, which would be very unfortunate. It would be. But, that, but that's, that's been a rumor. I think around. Roman's fresh. I mean, I feel like a lot more fans, fan fans watch SmackDown. Yeah, yeah. More, if more, that makes any sense. Well, I Raw, say hardcore. Raw but. always has the bigger audience because everybody watch. Like, Raw is always, Raw's like the show. It's like. Yeah, like, what's on Monday nights? Like, NCIS? Well, like, Monday Albuquerque or something? Well, not, not in fucking April, it's not. NBA playoffs. NBA playoffs. They, they NHL playoffs. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're always be behind those. But, uh, maybe not baseball. Yeah, but, baseball's in trouble. But, I think I'm, if he if it's if he wears it off there, but let, let he's me, earned it. Let me play. Let off. me play devil's advocate. The the hardcore fans are the people that don't dislike Roman. They that dislike Roman. The casuals are the ones that like him. Well, no, that's my thing. If he if he gets over on SmackDown, you know he's earned the respect of the hardcores. But don't you think that's going to be a struggle? Well, it'll be a struggle. People hate him. Some legitimately, and some just to be a fucking mark. But. <laughs> I think he'll be good there. I think it's the right move. I think Elias will be great there. Ember Moon, I think, is an excellent get for them. And I think they're on their way to being the A show. So, how do you feel about the Kyrie Sane and Asuka tag team? It's, it's a little... With Paige as the manager. I, I mean, I mean, we only saw a little bit of it. But I think they could be good. I mean, I, I have faith in all three people involved with it. And I don't think Kyrie could do much more in NXT. No, she, yeah, she had to get the call up. They obviously have plans for IO. I've been telling you for weeks it wasn't yeah. going to be them, and you, yeah, who else would be? But I think it'll be good. I mean, Kyrie's good in the tag team, and then they could break off, and they're two incredible single stars. Like, are, are, you, are you telling me you don't want, like, a two- or three-match program between Asuka and Kyrie? Oh, against each other? Absolutely. I yeah. want to see them against the Iconics? Not at all. No. But I'm assuming they will hold the belts. They wouldn't, make, they wouldn't make the tag team if they wouldn't. Well, you, you can't give this company that much credit. Come on now. But no, I like it. Yeah, I think it's interesting. Um, Bailey moving to SmackDown kind of makes you think what Sasha's future is. Yeah. Is this kind of... Well, no, this was... This was this was the plan. Yeah, this, this, was, was, this the was the plan. But this is that's also the this reason... This is what set it off. This is what set it off. And they still well, they did. They, they, still they did told them the day of Main... They told them the day of WrestleMania. And they still did it. So that kind of... That might not... <laughs> That might not bear well for her chances of coming back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or will it? What do you think? You think she'll be back? I think she will. I don't think she'll let it blow over. No, you don't think she'll she'll be in a Neville situation where she's just kind of frozen until they finally say, "All right, you can go." No. I think she'll be back. My opinion. Um. So they're gonna they haven't officially switched the mid card belts yet because Joe got the flu, but they will be switching the mid card belts. Is it? I just like when the Intercontinental title is not on Raw, it just feels weird to me. I don't know why. Well, maybe it could be good for the U.S. title. That's true. That the U.S. title certainly needs it, and it appears they're building towards a Braun Joe program. Which give me it, please. Yeah, I mean, we we're all about our mean guy matchups here, obviously, and that's that's a mean I was, guy. I was not interested in Braun in a while, and I was immediately interested when he interrupted Joe a few weeks ago. I'm still not interested in Braun, but he could certainly win me back over. Um, it's one of those things where it's just like, I don't know. I he was he was such a hot heel, then a hot baby face, and now he's just kind of like there, a big guy. Yeah. Not the big guy, but a big guy. No, a big guy. Um, 
yeah. Uh, any other thoughts? You, you quickly mentioned about Buddy. He'll he'll be doing. He'll I think he'll do well there. Um, Buddy Murphy and Finn Balor in Intercontinental Title Program. Yes, please. I'll, yes. I'll take that. Um, Ollie and Finn Balor in Intercontinental Title Program. I'll take that. Thank you very much. Um, why why do you think they made the decision to move Lars to Raw and then immediately move him to SmackDown? Like, I don't know. I anticipated him being on Raw. I don't know their. I don't know their uh, unless they're keeping him and Braun away from each other. Well, that's my thing. Which like, is Raw. Probably... Raw has two monsters in Joe and Braun. Yeah, I guess SmackDown needs a monster yeah. in there. And AEW needs a monster too, but we'll get I, that later. I, I guess I. Well, they got one. He has a half a red face. That's pretty monstrous. He's a sweet man. You leave him alone. Um, like you said, Elias. What do you think about them splitting up the Riot Squad? That's kind of a head scratcher. Yeah, I don't get it, but I'm worried. I mean, the talent there is with with Sarah and Ruby anyway. So unless they're just trying to move forward with that, realizing Liv's not going anywhere as a singles at the moment. Unless they wanted to get her to get her over. But well, I don't your, know. Bo- your boy Slice Wrestling says they got big plans for her, but we know we know about that credibility. Yeah. Um, Chad Gable, they broke up him and Bobby Roode. Good. I think that's probably for the best. I would wish... If, if Roode's going on a, a heel run... Well, I was going to say, like if they knew they were moving Gable to SmackDown... I would have to after, 205 Live. After they, I think he would do very well on 205 Live. Um, but I don't think they want to send people from like SmackDown to 205 Live. Like, Not maybe like all at once, though. Maybe yeah, that's what I mean. Like, down there, but. I mean, that's kind of what they did with Mike Bennett. He just kind of showed up there one day. Yeah. Um, but anyway, if they knew they were making this move, I really wish like Rude would have like turned on him after they lost to the Usos Monday night. I think that would have been like. Oh, yeah, that'd be the best way, to do, way to do it. But whatever. Um, Heavy Machinery finally gets assigned to a brand. I think they're just kind of in a comedy role. They'll never really do anything. So They'll get a, they'll get a run. I don't think so. Not a long man. run, I don't but a run. Th- I don't think they will. Well, we'll see. Um, so here are all the uh, the notes from the shakeup that I found interesting. Sanity was officially disbanded after Eric Young moved to Raw. Jeez, they moved everywhere. Killian Dane's... Still a SmackDown as of this recording, but I wouldn't be surprised if he pops up in NXT UK. Alexander Wolfe is now in NXT UK. Um, the Boston Hug connection was split. Bailey moved to uh, SmackDown while Sasha Banks moved to home. Liv Morgan was moved to SmackDown while Sarah and Ruby stayed at on Raw. Chad Gable and Bobby Roode broke up. Gable moved to SmackDown. Roode stayed on Raw. The Intercontinental Championship was moved to SmackDown. And Nikki Cross is still a free agent. She was not assigned to Brand yet. Think that's the right move with her. If they're gonna, if they're gonna, if they're gonna do something with it, yeah. yeah, I I mean, I don't think they wouldn't if they didn't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I, they have before, but I think she's just gonna pop up wherever the fuck thing he wants to. I mean, she was, she's called up in December, and she hasn't really done a whole lot since. Yeah, I know. I mean, now would be the time, if anything. And that's that's been that's been the rumor with a lot of these uh these NXT the original six NXT call ups. Everyone said after WrestleMania is when their plans would take shape. But then EC3 got the Muhammad Hassan treatment and put through the stage, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. It's fine on. by me. All right, so moving on to what might be the most glaring thing after the <laughs> Superstar shakeup. So Hanson and Rowe got called up. Now, as... Can I tell my side of the story first? Well, can I explain what happened first? Yes. Uh, Hanson and Rowe got called up, but they're no longer the War Raiders, and they are no longer Hanson and Rowe. Hanson is now Ivar, and Rowe is now Eric. <laughs> and they are not the War Raiders. They are the Viking Experience. So now you can proceed to tell your side of the story, and then I'll tell mine. I was watching the Sixers at the time they debuted. Yeah. And I get a text from you that says, The, next text, Viking, next text, Experience. And I go, what the fuck is he talking about? Like, oh, did they call up the War Raiders? Not anticipating. I was going to go to Ivar and Eric... <laughs> So you thought I just made up the Viking experience? Yeah, like have, a way to describe the Warriors call yes. up? That's we, actually really funny. We have we have these stupid fucking names for things. Oh we do. We got the Vint the Vintner. The Vintner we're gonna talk about the Vintner a little later. I'm excited. <laughs> and and I quickly understood what was going on. And Mikey didn't like it. I I was so I think when irrationally I, I think, mad at this for like a half hour. I was irrationally mad at this until about Wednesday morning. <laughs> and then Wednesday morning I finally calmed down. Luckily, They'll be okay. They are good enough to get past this. They'll be 
fucking made fun of mm. for a little bit. They're going to get made fun of for a long time. Yeah, but they're good enough at, to get At past first, it. I thought it was E-Bar, well, the, E-B-A-R. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. I don't know our, if Our I, original tweet, our original tweet is neither one of their names are spelled right. I don't know if, yeah, Eric, by the way, is E-R-I-K. It's pretty fucking Scandinavian, I'm not going to lie. I mean, if they're going to be Vikings, at least spell I mean, them. Rowan's first name was E-R-I-C-K. Did you see Rowan's tweet? Neither one of them are Eric. Oh, yeah, Rowan's tweet was awesome. Rowan's tweet was awesome. <laughs> a Viking named Eric. He was not having it. He was not happy at all. Um, but, uh... So let's, 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 let's dive let's, in the Let's deeper. put our creative hats on for a little bit. Let's come up with a better name for these fuckers. Obviously, we can't the go with... The fucking shitheads. That, I mean, that is a better name. The fuckers would be a better name if they're just the fuckers. So, obviously, due to NFL copyright, they can't just be the Vikings and they can't just be the Raiders because they, they explored that possibility and the NFL would not have it. I mean, the just the Vikings experience looks off. You know what the Vikings do? They complain about other fucking people's stadiums. Ah, uh, here we go. And they're the most petty people we in the face of the air. We gotta, get our, we gotta get our random sports digs in every episode. But... I don't know. I mean, at least, did you, I think it's so here, better. Here are my two suggestions. My first suggestion is the raid. I think that's great. Yeah. I like the raid. My second suggestion is when, whenever. Scandinavian sillies? No. Whenever Ro puts a picture on Instagram, he always uses the hashtag real life Vikings. Now, mind you, that's still corny, but real life Vikings that's is much a better. thousand times better than the Viking experience. Yes. Because the Viking experience makes it sound like these are two guys playing Vikings. <laughs> like, they aren't real Vikings. You're just getting the Viking experience. And amazingly, they are real Vikings. Well, bro. One of them is, but... But, like... The Viking experience sounds like a virtual reality real, ride. If you call them, like, real-life Vikings, I think that... Like, I could see that as intimidating. Yeah, it's better than... Like, holy shit, here comes the real-life Vikings. You're not fucking around at that point. But now, let's, let's replace that. Holy shit, here comes the Viking experience. Odds they change it. There's a lot of backlash, but I think I feel like this could be one of the things where Vince stands firm and like. Well, did you see? Would you rather like Vince say, "Oh, these guys is the Viking experience"? Because they said he doesn't like the word war. Well, no, well, no, that's not true. So that's what Meltzer said. But then Ryan Satin came out and said that he reached out, and the comment he got was when Vince was introduced to them. He hated the name Hanson. He hated the name Roe, and he hated the name War Raiders as a name because if you recall. Ember Moon is the war goddess, and they yeah. say it all the time. So much against like popular belief, it has nothing to do with the word. It has oh. nothing to do with the word. Well, war. that makes me angry now. Yeah, I know it's Hanson is a great name. That's but like, I, that's I, like, I'm I'm more angry that they changed Hanson and Roe than I am that they changed War Raiders because like let me let Ivar me just, and Eric. Let me say, if I didn't know Hanson is Hanson, and it came in as Ivar, that's pretty fucking badass. But he's Hanson for Christ's sakes. His name is Hanson. He's Hanson. Yeah. But it's just, it's going to fall on deaf ears. We might as well just stop talking about it. And you know, it's like, everyone's so outraged, but you know what? Hanson and Roe probably don't give a shit. No, they don't care. Like I said, they're very, very, very good. They got a win over the tag team champions, so they're obviously getting a push. And I think that's all they care about. The name sucks, but... It wouldn't be the it wouldn't be the first bad name in WWE. <coughs> gets to I work mean, with his wife, you know. Is Dolph Ziggler a really good name? I like his. I like that name. But is it really a good name? Dolph's a great name. Dolph Ziggler. No, it's not a good name, it but he made like it a, work. It sounds like an SS officer. It does. Dolph Ziggler. He should join Imperium. He should. No, he shouldn't. Actually, don't ruin that group. That group is perfect. It is perfect. That group is perfect. They don't have to change a thing about it. Um, but yeah, that's kind of. Like I said, if we recorded this the day after it happened or the night that it happened, It'd be much I angrier for cut, both of us. Yeah, I was. You could ask like all of my people in my. Well, you can't ask them because you don't know them. But all the people in my group chat, you know the people in my group chat, but they don't. Yeah. All the people in my group chat, I was very like, because Des sent a text the next day. He's like, because he doesn't watch Raw. He said he's a poser. Uh, nah, I don't blame. I wish I. I wish I had the will to not watch Raw. But yeah, it's a, it's a pain at this point. It's just like it's what I do on Mondays. Like it's like yeah, it's, 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 it's like going I, it's like going to work. Like I, I I hate going to work, but I do it. Eight o'clock. I'm with a bowl of popcorn in my kitchen. And yeah, my, I subconsciously just turn the channel to USA at this point. But like he doesn't watch Raw. He just like watches the YouTube clips and like gets his shit on Reddit. And like it was like the next day at nine a.m. He sent a text like, "Wait a minute, the War Raiders are now the Viking experience. What the fuck?" Well, they're gonna be the War Raiders in NXT. 
And that's that's an that's another interesting question. Because their fucking title, their title belt, say War Raiders. I know. Yeah, their their side plates literally say War Raiders, and they have a match next week. So we, they we're gonna see if they re-record this commentary to say Viking Experience, because the commentary is already done. But if they, but I can, I don't. That's the thing. Like, are they gonna be Hanson and Rowe in NXT and Ivar and Eric on the main Raw? Is this gonna be like a split? I mean, I is guess it gonna we'll be find the, out. Is it gonna be the Jekyll and Hyde gimmick? Like, I mean, I guess we'll find out. Yeah, like you said, it's just there's no point at this point. Let's move on to Kaz XL and Enzo. Turns out that they're done with Ring of Honor already. Hell of a run, kid. Yeah. So. Let's not even give them the fucking time of day. <laughs> I just, like, it's just baffling. Like, I know they got a ton of backlash, but, like, they they did this fucking big angle that they didn't show on TV, and now they just decide we're not even going to do anything. They didn't it. tell it's anybody. Like, it's like, what are they, like, what are they doing? What are they thinking? It's just bad. But, uh. R.H. is in trouble. Enzo and Cass are still cutting promos in the Briscoe, so we might get that match in some promotion somewhere. Or maybe we won't. I don't know. Who cares? Like you said. It's just at this point... I thought you were a big Enzo guy after the shoe interview, so I thought you'd I mean, be, I liked the interview I a lot. I thought you'd be all for this. And their money together, I'm just, I just... I don't need them in my life. Alright, that's fair enough. So the Cody's match for Double or Nothing was finally revealed. Um, it had been like a months long of build-up. Who's Cody gonna face... Who's Cody in the face? He dropped hints in his uh, Road to Double or Nothing series on his American Nightmare YouTube channel. He said for his ring gear, he should probably stay away from gold. Everyone thought it would be Dustin. Turns out it's Dustin. Uh, so did you watch the promo video, and what are your thoughts? Very well done. It was. I'm very sad because all gold dust is over. But, I mean, he wasn't... There was nothing more to do with it. You know? No, there wasn't. No, there wasn't. But there's always... I mean... If he stayed, if he stayed with the Fed, he was going to be the guy that went on the house show loop, had three matches on the house shows every weekend, went to Raw and just sat in catering. It's, it's for the best that he does this. No, I agree completely, but, but like it's still my favorite wrestler yeah, I know. ever. But, like you know, I mean, it's not like he's retiring. No, I mean, I'm going to see him, run, but he's, he will always be Goldust to me. He, this is the match that needed to happen here. See, everyone's way more excited about it than I am, and like I'm not against it. I just thought, like, they should have waited until they got TV because these guys deserve a feud with, like, proper build. And, like, I guess in, in some senses the build is already built in. But at the same time, like, these guys are going to have to build their feud till, through YouTube. Like, it's just, it doesn't feel right to me. Yeah, but. I mean, well, they build their whole feuds for YouTube. Well, they're going to have they're gonna have yeah. TV. I, it doesn't, I know, doesn't, I know where you're coming from. But I'm very excited for this. It's no, don't first, get me wrong. Like, I'm not first sure show, Dusty would be Dusty would be smiling the yeah, entire it fucking makes, time. It makes a ton of sense. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, it could be even better if it had like months of build. But no, yeah, but it's gonna be fine. It's a match. I'm that, it's a match that should have happened at WrestleMania 31. WWE didn't pull the trigger, and now we get it a double or nothing. So seeing him put away the fucking gold dust shit to the Game of Thrones music is some of the saddest shit. Yeah, ever let's seen. talk about how he's like a statue of his head. Yeah, that was bizarre. <laughs> That's... No he, pun intended. He is the but bizarre one, so that was odd. But he'll be okay. I, I love him. So what's your what's your excitement scale on on one to ten for this match? Yeah, seven. Seven. Okay, that's fair. I'm probably at about like, just so I can see him wrestle. You know, I'm a big yeah. fan of his. Um, he's coming off double knee surgery, so that's see how he's see how he looks. Cody will take care of him. That's the thing. It, like, it's, it's. I mean, AEW does have some of the best wrestlers in the world, and Cody. Is oh my god. It's going to be just like the Nick Aldis match, where this match isn't about like work rate and in-ring ability. This match is about the pure emotion that it's going to come from it, brother versus brother. Um, yeah, but you know you're going to have to deal with the the very small percentage of AEW fans that are annoying, and they're going to act like Goldust is like the biggest signing in history. Oh, yeah, and he is, but... Yeah, that's true. You're you're probably in that five percent just in this position. No, you're in the opposite five percent. You're in the WWE five percent. That's psycho on the other side. So, I'm right in the middle, bud. You're not right in the middle at all. It's my gimmick. You've been calling them T-shirt company for years. I have, and so they are until they run a show. They they already sold it out. They 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 got your they got your money. You're right. It's... You're right, but I'm not accepting it. <laughs> all right, whatever. Let's move. But on. I'm excited for them. Good luck to them, and we'll talk about this as the day Yeah, as it approaches, I'm sure we will. So, before we get to the the punk story, because we'll probably spend a little more time on that, 
There's been a lot of people bitching on Twitter that the belts have now Velcro instead of snaps. Is this a big deal? Is this not a big deal? What are your thoughts? I couldn't tell you. I love wrestling with all my life. I couldn't give a fuck any less. Yeah, I don't really care either. I, I mean, mean, it's probably functionally better. It does look terrible, but who cares? It's probably functionally better. But, I mean, so does Killian Dane, but he's great. What? Killian Dane looks terrible, but he's great. He so he's terrible. He's got a great look. These belts, they're fine. I, I didn't want to go into it because it's not worth my fucking time. If you ever, I know you're a big belt mark. I'm not a belt mark. Just, if you if you uh, want to say something, go ahead. But it's not it's not a big deal. Anymore. I just think I just think people are there are bigger issues in the world than them using Velcro versus snaps. It's it does look terrible. I'll give them that. But eh, who cares? Whatever. All right, we have Punk, and then one more thing, right? Because I want to talk about the one more thing a little bit more. Oh well, yeah. Okay then. So let's go to Punk first. So, there are, I don't know if it's like, I guess it'd be speculation that CM Punk returned to pro wrestling. There was a show in Milwaukee where a man wearing clothes that Punk was seen earlier in the day wearing uh, ran out and hit a dude with a GTS and then ran back to where he came from, dressed like a ninja. So, I guess the obvious first question is, do you think this was CM Punk? Because it makes sense. Uh, Ace Steel is on the show who trained CM Punk. He's good friends with him. Uh, he obviously, he's he's in Milwaukee a lot now because he trains at Rufus Sport, which is in Milwaukee. Too um, much beer him for, for him there. He was, he was literally in the area because he took a selfie with a fan earlier wearing the exact clothes that this man ran in with. This is very, like, either very elaborately, specifically planned to throw you off, or it was really CM Punk. Those yeah, are... I mean, he looked skinny, but, like, I haven't seen but him right he's under... but he's, Yeah, he's, he's very under... skinny. He fought but he fought in the UFC at 170. Jesus. But no, so... if it was him, good for him. He said in the past it wouldn't be televised. So I got an exact quote here. I was prepared for this. I think it was uh, his exact quote. I got the exact quote from, from when he went on Rusillo and Canal show in 2016. He said... Fucking Canal. He said that... This is an exact quote. But you never know. I could pop up here and there. Let me explain to you even better. It's not going to be televised. It's going to be me in a ninja fucking outfit wrestling one of my buddies. And nobody's ever going to know. It's going to be very Monty Python, so to speak. And uh, Dave Prazek is actually the guy who hit with the GTS, who's also one of his closest friends. If it was him. I say he hit with the GTS, but if it was him. So it's just like it's... I guess it was cool for those people that are there. It's just like it's a really strange thing, but he said like he yeah. ever did it, he'd come back like a fucking ninja in a mask, and it certainly was a ninja in a mask. Hopefully, with the bug again. I don't think so. He seems like no, he's content. I know he is, but I he seems know. like the guy is like not only that he's content, he just seems like I said I'm not going back, so I'm not going back. Yeah, he's a dick. So all right, well, let's Stunner. go to your one more thing. Luke Harper asked for a release this week. He did that. He did. I mean, we're not gonna get into it, but. Give me some thoughts on Luke Harper, and I'll give you mine. Very underrated. Um, you could just tell it was never going to work out for him in the WWE, so he's probably making the right choice moving on. His match that he had with uh, Dijakovic at was very Access was very good. It deserved to be seen by more than like the 150 people that were there. Um, it's just like... You know, it's one of those things where, like, a lot of times people get released and you'll be sad, but you should be happy for this one because he'll get to go, whether it's New Japan, Ring of Honor, uh, I think AEW. I think AEW's got a contract waiting for uh, him. Imagine him in the fucking Pentagon. Well, that's that's if he gets, really, that's if he yeah, gets released. That's true. I mean, they're thinking, they're thinking what he's doing, what they're going to do with him right now. But they know he is going to have jobs elsewhere, so maybe they'll want to keep him. Yeah, that's... But I think he's the single most underutilized talent of the last five years. This dude, this score. dude is unbelievable at wrestling, and I'm going to miss him. I mean, he's going to be somewhere. You're going to see yeah. him. I'm going to miss him in WWE. But you got anything else you want to talk about? Uh, there was something, but it slipped my mind. So, uh, stall for like two minutes. Let me see what I think of this. Stall, 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 stall. That's all right. That's not going to work. No, but uh, shit. What was it? You didn't mention it. I did. I mentioned it, but I didn't mean to mention it, and I did. If that makes sense, like I completely forgot about it, but then I mentioned it, like while we were talking, but now I don't remember what it is again. So, whatever. We'll just move on. Okay. All right. Uh, we're gonna talk about the Mean Guy Classic. We're gonna unveil the Stiff Sixteen. We're gonna give our thoughts on 
be voting and how it all went down, what surprised us, what didn't. So that's all coming up. Stay tuned. So the first round of our inaugural Mean Guy Classic, uh, the voting wrapped up today. First of all, thank you so much for voting. This Absolutely. was a lot of fun for us to make, and it's, I'm glad you guys all enjoyed it. And if you didn't vote, follow us on Twitter, at ChampionsPod, and you could still vote for this Stiff 16 and all the other rounds. So let's start with the Brain Buster region. Uh, Tomohiro Ishii versus Barrington Hughes with 89% of the votes. Tomohiro Ishii's moving on. No surprise there. No surprise. Um, I personally think we're going to have a 4-1 seed Fatal 4. I don't see any of the 1 seeds going down. I mean, not definitely not Walter. Maybe Joe. Maybe Joe again. Maybe Brian will beat Joe. I don't think so, man. I, we'll, we'll get there. We'll, well yeah, get there. We'll see. It's up to the people. Ultimately, it's... So up next, <coughs> Killian Dane versus Cassius Ono. Cassius Ono is not moving on. Uh, it's a nice save there. No surprise Killian there. Dane is moving on with 61% of the votes. Um, I thought this one would be a little closer. Cassius Ono has been around for 20 years, has a lot of, a lot of fans. But Killian Dane is definitely more of a mean guy, though. Killian Dane is definitely more of a mean guy. And I'm glad nobody... I got to thank everybody for not asking what a mean guy is, because I posted this and half thought, like... People are going to think we mean heel or I something. Mean, I mean, so did I, but then you see these people that are in this thing, and you're like, you understand quickly yeah, I what think a mean guy is. Yeah, pretty self-explanatory. So up next, the four versus five seed matchup, Rusev versus Joe Coffey. Rusev with 75% of the votes, three quarters of the people picked Rusev. It is Rusev Day. It is Rusev Day, but I'm not surprised either, because how many people watch NXT UK that voted on this? Well, Joe Coffey was known for more than NXT UK. It's just what he's doing now. Yeah, it's very true. Um, and then the final Brain Buster region first round matchup is what I'm very proud of. So funny story here. When we were, when we were trying to seed everybody, you wanted the Vintner as an eight seed and I campaigned to get him seven seed you did. because I knew if he got an eight seed, there would be no chance he was moving on because none of these eight seeds are losing first round. No, it absolutely wasn't happening. So, but with Rowan as a seven seed, and probably in hindsight, maybe Lars is probably a little too high of a seed. I feel like we seeded him based on his potential as a mean guy. <laughs> but he hadn't really done a whole lot. So I think maybe like a two seed was a little too high. His look just really weighted that. So Rowan was the beneficiary of that. And he upset Lars Sullivan with 55% of the votes. More than half the people <laughs> that voted in this poll thought that the Vintner was a better mean guy. Then Lars Sullivan. It's the people's words. I like it. it I is, agree, kind of. We are, we are for the people. So that is the Brain Buster region. So just to recap, next round, we have Tomohiro Ishii versus Killian Dane and Rusev versus Rowan. One of those will move on to the, what do we call what, what do we decide we're calling the eight, the eight region the again? The Open Palm Eight. The Open Palm Eight. God, that's funny. One of them is moving on to the Open Palm Eight. I think I think Rowan goes Rowan goes on beats Rusev. You think so? I think so. People can make that happen, so if you want to campaign for it, go ahead. Do it. So let's move on. He makes wine, else is the metal. How much fucking mean could you get? Let's move on to the chop region. We had Walter, the one seed, taking on Ace Romero. And Walter is moving on with 96% of the vote. I mean, it's probably the right move. Oh, He's yeah. the mean guy. Walter, Walter's probably the odd... Walter and Suzuki are probably the two odds-on favorites in, the, in this contest. Um, yep. They're destined to meet in the finals, but... Yeah, Walter moving on. Not really a shock there. So moving on to the next matchup. Moose, the three-seed, taking on the six-seed Razor. This one was a little closer than I thought <coughs> it would be. It still wasn't close, but it was closer than I thought it would be. Moose is moving on with 68% of the votes. 32% of the people that voted in this poll thought that Razor was a better mean guy. I mean, to each his own, but Moose is incredible. Yep, so Moose is moving on. Next, the four-seed... Versus the five seed. This is this is one that I felt would be a barn burner. And it was, but then one guy finally pulled away at the end. Hansen, also known as Ivar, uh, took on PCO. And Hansen is moving on with 54% of the votes. And Hansen is literally moving on because it's Ivar now. Yeah, very true. So, that is that matchup. And the final first round matchup. The two seed Joe Cobb taking on the seven seed Mark Coffey. Who the fuck is Joe Cobb? Jeff Cobb. That is correct. Wasn't Joe Cobb... Oh, that was Ty Cobb. I was like, wasn't Joe Cobb like a baseball player? Yeah, that was Ty Cobb. That was Ty Cobb. 
Maybe he's maybe he's the inventor of the Cobb salad or something. Or corn on the cob. Well, I don't think that really gets credited to a man. But uh, the two seed Jeff Cobb takes on Mark Coffey, uh, and uh, Jeff Cobb is moving on with seventy percent of the votes. Maybe if it was Joe Cobb, Mark Coffey would have fared better. Maybe. So, to recap. Our stiff 16 mashups for the chop region are Walter taking on Moose, which maybe that'll be an upset potentially, and Ivar taking on Jeff Cobb. So, that's interesting. That's going to be an interesting match. Yeah, we'll see what the people vote for. So next, let's move on to the Pile Driver region. The number one seed, Minoru Suzuki, versus the number eight seed, Akam. Uh, Minoru Suzuki with 85% of the votes. That's entirely too low. 15% of the... We got 15% of the people that voted that are big AOP fans. Fucking Akam. This is Paul Erling and Seven Burner accounts. So, the three-seed Big E taking on the six-seed Yuji Nagata. This is another one I thought might be a little closer. But with 63% of the votes, <coughs> Big E moving on. So, we have the dream match. Minoru Suzuki versus Big E in That's the next something. round. The, this one, this one might be the most shocking of all. The four seed Michael Elgin taking on the five seed Kevin Owens, with ninety five percent of the votes. Kevin Owens is moving on, and there was a good day and a half where Michael Elgin didn't have a single vote. <laughs> and now I know Michael Elgin isn't the best person in the world. I know he had his the incident at his school, and oh, you don't know about that? Google it. It's it's something. Okay. Um, but. I thought there'd be a lot of a lot of Japanese wrestling fans that would vote for Mike Elgin, but you know Kevin Owens is awesome, and I can't say I disagree with the people. So Kevin Owens is moving on. Uh, and then the final matchup in the pile driver region: the two seed Keith Lee taking on the seven seed Dominic Dijakovic in a rematch of one of the most popular. PWG matches of all time. Keith Lee is moving on with 81% of the votes. No real surprise there. So, what are your thoughts? So, we got, so next round, we got Minoru Suzuki versus Big E and Kevin Owens versus Keith Lee. Very WWE heavy region. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's where most of the loyalty is going to lie. Yeah, so, but Suzuki. Suzuki wasn't enough loyalty to, to eliminate Suzuki. Yeah, Suzuki got eliminated. We were disbanding the podcast. Yeah, we probably would have been something. But, yeah, that is the pile driver region. Oh, dear. Oh, yeah, you're reading it? Yeah. Yeah, he's... I'm surprised he didn't know about that. No, I probably heard it down the road, but... It was kind of a big thing. Yeah, Jesus. So, the muscle buster region first round matchup. Number one seed Samoa Joe... Taking on the number eight seed, Connor. With 97% of the votes, Samoa Joe is moving on. So Michael Elgin did not did not get blown out by the biggest margin. Samoa Joe got 97% of the votes. I don't know if that's more surprising or the fact that Connor got a vote is surprising. <laughs> I don't know. That, that's a very good question. Fucking Connor. So the number three seed in another blowout. This is this is like this is like the worst tournament region ever. So we have the three-seed Killer Clock Cross taking on the six-seed Zane Riley, with 93% of the vote. Killer Cross is moving on. So that means in the next round we have Samoa Joe versus Killer Cross in a match I'd love to see in real life. Oh God, yeah. So in the Muscle Buster region, the four-seed Dave Mastiff, Bomber Dave Mastiff, taking on the five-seed Togi Makabe, or Makabe, depending on which New Japan World commentator you are. Seems to be different every time, whether it's Kevin Kelly or Don Callis. It's Makabe. Or Chris Charlton. Uh, a lot of people say Makabe. So I, just, I guess it's Maybe it tomato, either. tomato, potato, potato. Although no one says potato. No, not a single person. I do know people say tomato. That annoys me too. But nobody says potato. No, not a single person. Not a single person on earth says potato. No. If you do, fuck you. But um, Bomber Dave Mastiff is moving on with 58% of the votes. I mean, the camera literally shakes when the man comes out. Yeah, you can't beat that. And the final matchup in the first round, the two-seed Braun Strowman taking on the seven-seed Eric, also known as Roe. Braun Strowman is moving on. So to recap, your stiff 16 is Tomohiro Ishii, Killian Dane, Alexander Rusev, 
Ro- Eric Rowan, Walter, Moose, Warbeard Hansen, Jeff Cobb, Minoru Suzuki, Big E, Killer Cross, Keith Lee, Samoa Joe. That was uh, Kevin Owens, you dickhead. Yeah, well, I'm trying to read. You you have the paper in front of you, and I read everything, so I, I don't know why. I, you just started. So our, our stiff 16. With well, don't golden, start over. Everyone already fucking knows. With the golden voice of the fat people. Is Tamahiro Ishii, Killian Dane, beat your ass. Rusev, no, call me fat. Rowan, Walter, Moose, Warbeard Hansen. Stop, no, you're not taking my gimmick now. Jeff Cobb, Minoru Suzuki, Biggie Langston. You son of a bitch. Kevin Steen. No, Keith that Lee, one doesn't work. South Samoa Joe, Killer Cross, probably not the date of saying that. Uh, Dave Mastiff. Well, it's not Easter anymore, bud. Uh, Braun, Braun Strowman. I'm looking forward to all your votes. Please vote and let us know if we missed anybody. Yeah, so the second round, I'll probably start the voting probably Tuesday about 3 or 4 p.m. Eastern. Look for that. Show will, show will be live at noon, so I'll probably I'll give everyone a couple hours to listen to the show, and then I'll put the voting. <coughs> the voting will begin at um, probably about 3 or 4 p.m. Eastern on Tuesday. Whenever you feel like it. It's up to you. Well, I'm trying to be professional and have a mm-hmm. fucking... Schedule here. I mean, what are you doing? What are you doing to contribute over here? Um, I'm, I'm just yelling at you. I don't know. Um, uh, and the voting will run through Sunday in the morning because then we got to record Sunday at night and get to the open palm eight. So, hope everyone votes. You can do that on Twitter at Champions Pod. So, please do that. Help us out. Help us out a ton. Make our first tournament successful. And if this one's successful, we'll do more fantasy tournaments because we really did enjoy doing this yeah it was a fun process so it was we just want to thank everybody for voting in the first round and we still have three more great rounds of action to come and up next we will walk alone with the unknown who live to face another victory we are the young dying sons born to change the face of history so be afraid it's the price we pay the only easy day was yesterday I mean, so hear our voice. We have a choice. It's time to face it. It's better, we are one. It's we better are one. We are than one. walking alone in this pit of danger. We will stand forever. Number one, number one, the chosen one. Right. Rebooking next is coming out next. You got to save that. Don't crumble that up. Save that. So the Nexus is the professional wrestling stable, con- originally consisting of the eight men that were on the original season of NXT. And if you weren't a wrestling fan at the time of the Nexus, and you then you're thinking, like, NXT is what NXT is now. You're very wrong. Oh, you're very incorrect. NXT was basically, like, a reality show where, like, alleged rookies who are really guys WWE has signed into fellow mental competed, and the winner would get a contract as the next breakout star. So the eight original guys on the uh, season were Wade Barrett, Daniel Bryan, Michael Tarver, Darren Young, Skip Sheffield, Justin Gabriel, Heath Slater, and David Otunga. Those are the original Nexus, oh, NXT 8. So basically, Wade Barrett won the show. And then on the June 7, 2010, Viewer's Choice Edition of Raw, uh, the main event was John Cena versus CM Punk. The group debuted all sporting mashing armbands with the letter N on them. And they basically destroyed everybody. They destroyed Cena, Punk, Luke Gallows, Jerry Lawler, Matt Stryker, Michael Cole, Justin Roberts, timekeeper Mark Eaton, Everybody Poor was Justin laid out. Roberts. Everybody was laid out. So in this melee, it, it led to Cena being stretched out as he took like the brunt of the attack. Like they destroyed the ring. Cena hit with a four fifty. Yeah, it was it was very impressive. We're watching the episode of Raw Live. Skip Sheffield hit him with a pre meat hook clothesline. Uh, David Otunga had his wacky spine buster. Daniel Bryan kicked his fucking head off. I remember that. Dan- Daniel Bryan also choked Justin Roberts. I was getting there. Okay. In the melee, Daniel Bryan strangled Justin Roberts with his necktie and spit in John Cena's face. Both of these incidents were seen by WWE sponsors such as Mattel uh, to be inappropriate for a show of PG content. And WWE really didn't have much of a choice to, uh, other than to release Daniel Bryan. But Daniel Bryan has said in interviews, like when they released him, they told him, like, hey, just go to Indies for a little while. You'll be back. We just got to let this blow over. So he was never going to be gone, like, long. But they, they basically had to release him to, like, appease sponsors. So then uh, his absence was explained by Barrett coming out and saying he felt remor- remorse for his actions. Therefore, he was kicked out of the group, which kind of sucks. But they they weren't planning on him getting fired. So I guess they... Yeah, they had to throw something together really quick. 
So, they were established as the main heel stable on Raw. They attacked several legends such as Ricky Steamboat, Dusty Rhodes, Bret Hart, and Mr. McMahon himself. Um, at this time, Bret Hart was also the general manager of Raw. And due to his attack, he was written off TV. He was no longer the general manager. So, Vince McMahon named a new general manager. But this general manager chose to remain anonymous for fear of Nexus's attacks. Which is a whole other story. Well, maybe we'll get into the anonymous GM some other time. So during the summer of 2010, Nexus feuded with Cena. He was supposed to have a 7-on-1 handicap match in the July 12th edition of Raw, but Cena attacked Darren Young, removing him from the match, which it was still 6-on-1, so I really don't know what he was trying to accomplish there. He still lost. Um, then on July 18th, on Money in the Bank, the Nexus attempted to interfere in a cage match involving Sheamus and Cena, but Sheamus and Cena like banded together to hold them off, and then Sheamus escaped the cage like uh, and retained the title. Then we get the SummerSlam. So, everything's going perfect. They booked the, they booked the Nexus right. It was, it was perfect for like three months. So, well, like a month and a half. A month and a half. It felt like three months. Before. So, at SummerSlam, Team Nexus is facing off against Team WWE. Team WWE consisted of John Cena, Bret Hart, Edge, Chris Jericho, John Morrison, R-Truth, and the returning Daniel Bryan. Great moment. So, in this match, uh, Cena defeated Barrett and Gabriel, overcoming the odds... Uh, because it was elimination and it was two on one. So according to Edge and Jericho, the original plan was to put over Barrett, but Cena asked for a change. He politicked his way to overcome these odds after getting DDT'd on cement, which is ridiculous. And uh, he overcame the two on one odds, and it kind of, it kind of nipped the Nexus balls off. It kind of hurt them. Yeah, much. it was never the same after that. So here's where we're gonna start. We're gonna leave everything pre SummerSlam the way it was. It was perfect. So we're going to pick up at SummerSlam, and uh, Mike, you want to start with the rebooking of the Nexus? Oh, let's go. Daddy is here. So, in the SummerSlam, we're going to have them win the SummerSlam main event. Yes. And the next night, they show up in the show and say, and we are the force to be beat in the WWE, and they beat up Jerry Lawler just for the fuck of it. And then now we have three weeks before Night of Champions, and they're just attacking just about everyone. They're continuing their main, main yeah, basically what they've been doing. Yeah. Barrett, for winning NXT, gets a title shot, and he, he wants it against Orton at Night of Champions. The night the week before Night, uh, night of Champions... We should mention, sorry to interrupt, but in real life, uh, Sheamus was the WWE champion, but him, oh, and Randy Orton, him and Randy Orton had a match at SummerSlam. And Sheamus retained the title of SummerSlam. In our rebooking... Was, uh, was that match good? No. No? I, no there, there's a Sheamus match. I can't think of what it is. But it was very good. and I'm not talking about it It was enough. him and the Big Show at Hell in a Cell. Like 2012. Okay. It's very good. But it's the Big Show and Sheamus, so nobody talks about it. Is it good? Very good. Very good. Hell in a Cell 2012. I'll have to watch it. Yeah. I, please do. It's great. Um... But anyway, yeah, so in our universe, Orton beat Sheamus and became the yes, AWG. that's a good call. We didn't write that down because yeah. we talked about it, but... Yeah. So, the week, Michael Tarver in real life broke his ankle. Well, Sheffield first. Or Sheffield first, then Michael Tarver. In our universe. In our universe, yeah. they're fine. For now. Uh, they won't be for, fine for long. So, but... Uh, Let me just read this paragraph about Skip Sheffield breaking his ankle, because this sounds brutal. Go ahead. At a WWE live event in Hawaii on August 18, 2010... Skip Sheffield broke his ankle during a tag match where he teamed with Otunga against the Hart Dynasty, David Hart Smith and Tyson Kidd, putting out of putting him out of action for the next two years. Jesus Christ. I mean, it worked out for him, but... Yeah, it became the Ryback, so... Yeah. I guess that worked out, but continue. So, Orton punts Tarver off TV. Yep, he's gone. See ya. Bye. Never see... See ya never. Yeah. So, at, at the pay-per-view... Uh... There's a lumberjack match for the title and to keep the Nexus away. Yes. Vince wants to protect his main event. Yep. He's keeping the Nexus, Nexus away. Money match, baby. Yep. Nexus tries to get involved and the lumberjacks keep them away. But referee Rod Zapata is distracted and a hooded figure enters the ring and hits Orton with a lead pipe. And Barrett covers Orton for the three count. We have a new WWE champion. We finally have the first English-born world heavyweight champion. Well, WWE champion. Yes. So... The next night, Barrett comes out claiming that the WWE now belongs to the Nexus. And all you hear is no chance in hell coming up next. No chance. Vincent so Kennedy McMahon enters the arena, stating that the Nexus will be 
will be defeated, and Orton gets his rematch tonight on Monday Night Raw. And McGillicuddy, Sheffield, Gabriel, Slater, Young, and Otunga are all barred from ringside. If they show up, Barrett will forfeit the title immediately. And they'll be fired. And they'll be fired. He also puts McGillicuddy in a match with the Big Show and Sheffield in a match with Kane. Uh, Neither of the goes to a finish, but they beat the shit out of them as punishment for fucking everything up. And Sheffield gets written off TV to cover up for his broken angle. After multiple choke slams. Which will keep him out for two years. Yes. So it's time for the main event. Orton and Barrett have a back and forth match. Orton's in control and he sets up for RKO. And he goes to hit the RKO, but he is shoved into the referee, who's once again Rod Zapata. And he takes a classic rap bump and is down forever. Once again, a new figure gets involved, hits Orton with a body slam and a running senton. Unhoods to be Husky Harris. Puts Barrett on Orton, Zapata counts to three, and the show fades to black. It's important to mention that uh, NXT Season 2 had just wrapped up around this time. Um, Caval was the winner of NXT Season 2. You won't hear much about him after this. No, you don't. But McGillicuddy and Husky Harris, uh, better known to some people as Curtis Axel and yeah, Bray Wyatt, uh, they, will, they would have lost in NXT Season 2, and now they're joining the Nexus just as they did in real life. Yes. So, the next night... Orton comes out and challenges the whole Nexus to a fight. Oh, balls in that guy. The balls in that guy are incredible. The group surrounds the ring, but Cena, Morrison, Brian, Jerry Lawler, and Evan Bourne make the save. Little Evan Bourne. And they set up a 7-on-7, 14-man tag. The Nexus loses after Cena makes Derek Young tamp to the STF. And the group beats down Young and beats and boots him out of the group. He's no longer with the Nexus. Poor guy. Babyface turn. The next week, uh, Cena versus Barrett is announced for Hell in a Cell. Hell in a Cell rolls around, and Barrett defeats Cena to retain after interfere from the Nexus, who were hiding under the ring. Very this, smart of them. And this match was in Hell in a Cell, by it the way. It was. Brutal match, huh? A lot of, they, they pulled out the old Triple H toolbox, chains. Nose rings the screw, whole nine. Screwdrivers. Yep. This match was bloody, but they were hiding under the ring the entire time, those sly bastards. Didn't even check. And so the next night, Gabriel and Slater win a tag team battle royal. To set up a title shop at Bragging Rights. And then David Otunga defeats Jerry Lawler. So, a few weeks later at Bragging Rights. Bragging Rights? Bragging Rights. Sounds like the white supremacist version of the show. Oh, God, Lord. At Bragging Rights, Slater and Gabriel win the straps. Maybe that Jackovich will main event that show. Oh, Jesus. The anonymous GM makes a six-pack challenge for the title, saying Barrett's got to defend. So the contestants are Cena, Barrett, Orton, Miz... Seamus and Evan Bourne. At the Evan Bourne. Barrett sneaks away with a victory after Cena and Miz could not get on the same page. Why would they? It's every man for himself, pal. So the next night, Otunga faces Brian in a losing effort for the U.S. title and a match with the Nexus band from Wingside. Cena, Orton, Brian, Miz, and Seamus challenge the Nexus to a traditional... Survivor Series match, which is the next pay-per-view. Yes. If the Nexus loses, they have to disband. If they win, they choose a member of the losing team to join them. Spicy. The ten men have a se- the ten men have a series of singles matches as you do of the Survivor Series. So give me give me an example. What are some of these singles matches we're seeing? We had Otunga versus Sheamus. Oh, how'd that end? Five star classic. Yeah. We had uh Miz versus Wade Barrett. And we had we had uh Justin Gabriel and Heath Slater in a handicap match with John Cena. Ooh. Which like was it. fun. And then the following week Orton Cena tagged against them. So here we are heading towards Survivor Series. At Survivor Series, the team Nexus wins. After Miz and Cena get in disagreement and start infighting. They had the numbers advantage. It was two on one. It was they down, did. It, it was, was down to Wade Barrett and the Miz and John Cena. And the Miz and Cena could not get on the same they, high, They same quit at all. Which, for one minute. Which sets right in with their future. For one minute. So. The next night they pick Daniel Bryan to rejoin the group. Now that they have forgiving him for being 
uh, remorseful. But he wants no part of it. He Not at he all. He doesn't want to join this group. They technically now have all the raw gold. Yep, they do. Because the Daniel Bryan is the U.S. champion at this time. He is. He's the United States champion. He, he defeated the Miz for it at Night of Champions in September. Yes. In real life. Barrett is just downright cocky at this point. Yeah, the next night coming out. Living life. And he's cutting a promo in his wonderful English accent. And he ensures victory at TLC. And then, from out of nowhere, Metalingus plays. Out comes the Rated R Superstar. Edge enters the ring and says he's helped him the TLC match. And wants his title back. And challenges Barrett to a pay-per-view match. The pay-per-view match is confirmed. So we got that to look forward to for TLC. He always says that he invented the TLC match and that's why he wants this. Right? Sure, I like it. It makes sense to me. And then Vladimir Kozlov and Santino Morella become number one contenders for the tag titles. What a team. Yes. So at TLC, Gabriel and Slater retain. They're keeping going. Edge out-wrestles Barrett. And, and as he's climbing the ladder to regain his 13th WWE championship, the ladder is tipped over by none other than Daniel Bryan himself. Oh, God. We got ourselves a heel turn. Or do we? Or do we? Barrett ascends the ladder and wins. Brian raises his hand, with, but never takes his eyes off the title. Wow. That's, that's some juicy he stuff. Knows, he knows that he has a better chance against Barrett than he does Edge, who was a much better competitor. So he's basically James Ellsworth at TLC 2016. Exactly. That's where you got your inspiration from, huh? Yes. But, so that is it through... The end of 2010. Yeah, we we decided it'd be easier if we broke this up into two parts. Because it's going to be real content-heavy for Mania, or for Rumble to Mania. Yeah, so although this was kind of advertised as like the main event for this week's show, it really wasn't, because we're only about 15 minutes into the show. But we figured with the news, and, and we broke down the Mean Guy Classic, we figured we gave you enough of a show this week, and we want to leave you wanting more. And so, so we ne- promised there will be more next week. Yeah, yeah, we're because... not we're not quitting this. Next week... We will continue to rebook the Nexus storyline. Um, and we will... I don't know how far we're going to go. We'll see how far... We're going at least through Mania, maybe even farther. So Maybe the SummerSlam. Maybe we'll go maybe, one year. Yeah, we might do a whole 360. Now that we realize this was much easier than rebooking the Invasion. Yeah, because we don't have to book every talent for every show. Like, yeah. In, please go listen to that Rebook the Invasion episode. We put our... We literally, I'd say we we booked well, it for like four hours before we even recording. Not was, even that. Recording I mean, was the easy part. We 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 booked it for four hours after meeting for three hours at a coffee shop, and then we come back the next day and record. Like yeah, it was, it was those it, episodes it was a like work. a three day process. And I thought we did pretty good for how for yeah, us so not being bookers. I don't think we were nearly as good of, as of podcasters as we are now. Then absolutely not. But if you go back and listen to that episode, our heart and soul was poured into that rebooking. Um, Although I do think O'Hare and Palumbo were the champions too many times. Well, listen, we didn't have the best tag teams to work with. No, it was an overrated time in wrestling. Ooh. I don't really think the invasion's over. I think the invasion's, like, more disappointing than overrated. Yeah, I mean, but there wasn't much you could do. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we will be right back with the Kane Fact of the Week. We hope you didn't disappoint you with this part one of rebooking the Nexus. We, we didn't really think it through. Um, but well, the only rebooking we've ever done took us forever. I know. We So... Next week, we will be back with more uh, rebooking the Nexus, and it will be longer than 15 It will be content-heavy. It will be longer than 15 minutes, I promise But this is, this is why this is wanting the audience to want more. Yeah. Because I thought this was very good, and we will get there soon. Unlike, unlike Raw, we left them wanting more. So you got your Kane Fact of the Week ready. We will be right back to deliver it to you. You know, we aren't as good as this thing as we thought we were. No. Disregard our last sentence. Yeah. <laughs> Because we we made a bet before WrestleMania. I don't know if you heard about it. We made a whole episode about it. And it's now been three weeks since WrestleMania. And we have yet to tell you who won. So, he, Spoiler, Tony won. He always wins these fucking things. Yeah, so I won. And it wasn't even close this time. No, it wasn't. Last you, time won, it, you, you swept me. Last time it came down to one match. This time it was a little, it was a little longer than that. So now, on May 19th of all days, which is already a busy day... I know if you care about Game of Thrones, that's that's that, isn't that the finale? That's the, like the last episode. Like I won't be able to watch Extreme Rules. Money in the Bank or Money in the Bank. Yeah. So and, until after at least. Yeah. So and Money in the Bank's also that day, but at some point during that day, 
Mike is going to have to go on Twitter Live and review the same of the book. Do you remember? I don't remember. I've seen no evil, I believe. I think it was like Into the dis- Into the Darkness. Into the Darkness, yes. Into the Darkness, the Kane story. So, so look for that. He'll have a full detailed review on Twitter Live. It's many, many Kane facts. And then he'll probably give another review on the podcast that week. Oh, yes. So, I'm looking forward to it. I actually, The book is on the way. I'm glad you said that. Because you turned to me like, the book is on the way. I, speaking of that, how's the WWE cookbook coming? When are we, we get in the kitchen? Soon. And, I just got my fucking credit card back. Let's... Yeah. What's up at a time here, pal? Well... Yeah, there's that. So, I'm thinking you got something for us? Yes. This week's Kane Fact of the Week, actually, Tony. Cool. Kane has had 928 televised matches. It's a lot of matches. Which is the most of all time, of course. Of course it is. But he's 162 more than second place. Who do you think second place? The Big Show. It is the Big Show. <laughs> Goddamn, pal. So, that's this week's Kane Fact of the Week. It is 2 o'clock in the morning, and I'm not going to get some sleep. How about you? Yeah, that, that sounds good. Good night, folks. Yeah, we'll see you next week. <laughs>